0: all right welcome in the break uh podcast barbara nice to have you here
1: hello ben thank you very much for having
0: me so you are a coach and a community servant and i love what you do for the community um and i I think that's really fantastic but my first question is: We had we had talked about a little bit in, in the debrief before the before the session that you say that you you have that habit of asking a lot of questions, challenging the state of quo, and yet sometimes you've got disappointed because you just no one cares, or you you feel you're not being heard, and that's actually what propelled you to become who you are today. Can you tell me a little bit about the story?
1: Sure. It all started in very early childhood, and. I always liked asking questions, and um, actually my family, my teachers, my kindergarten teachers found it rather annoying than, you know, being a a bright kid just uh, to ask questions, and um, I always wanted to understand what is behind certain actions or, like, just requests. Why should I learn this? Why should I do this? Why should I just... No, um, clean my room. What what good brings it in my life, right? And mm-hmm. um, maybe it's a cultural thing, I don't know. Um, I'm not here today to judge that, but people tend not to answer those questions. And um, I like to think today because they rather did not know all the answers. Right? Yep. For example, at cool, you know, like why do I have to learn this? You know, like, why do I have to learn biology if I don't want to be um, a, a doctor? Why do I why do I have to go to, like, a certain uh, sports activity when I'm, like, um, just a sad kid, right? So I just didn't see the purpose. And when I didn't see the purpose, it was very hard for me to to, to align with the goal, with the purpose, and I could not identify myself with with certain actions and activities. But I also experienced as a child that I like listening to people's stories. I already discovered how much value those stories brought to my life, and um, obviously obviously I could not assess them as stories back then, but, but all of those stories really brought value in my life. and. And so many stories I can still remember, and I'm very happy to, to have this in my in my mind and in my heart, because it means that someone heard my question, and someone really thought that I was valuable enough to share the story with. Yeah. And little did I know back then that I could make a living by asking questions, right? And asking, I, I feel that I'm privileged to ask questions and have people around me that are willing to answer the questions and not because of me, but because of themselves, because they are answering to themselves and not to
0: me in the first place. It's like, if you put it in an analogy, is like you have, it's like the, the loop of question and answer is like your North star, isn't it? It's like they you would know what they, what's expected from you and for you to get the right direction.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. And to, and to decide if I want to go to that direction or not. Is it Mm -hmm. really for me or not? Is it something in it for me or not? Right? And not just, you know, go with the flow, go with the crowd, do everything as other people do just because, but you know, just to, just to somehow shape my own identity, shape my personality. And I think this is something that can add a value to the community to do something that we are mastering to do something that we
0: like. And, and this is where you have more most value, right? It's, it's actually, it's not only for self-fulfillment from from a personal perspective, as you say. It is just see whether that's a good fit for me or not, or whether that you know that makes sense to me or not. But it's also for the community. It's just to make sure that they get the most out of art view where you in, in, in an area or a zone and Of skills that you bring value to the community, and and, and that's indeed a, a good thing, isn't it?
1: It is, it is, it is because you know if I'm if I'm happy, if everything you know goes smooth, and if I can be useful, and actually I'm I'm happy happy if I feel useful, then I can I can really help other people. That at the end of the day, help the entire community, mm. or let's say let's go big, the whole society, right?
0: Exactly, and that's make you a good community servant, Barbara. I hope so. <laughs> you are, you are. Um, so um, w- today's session is just—we're going to talk about transformation, the journey. But that's kind of from from, from the people angle. Uh, if is not like the typical business things about it. But let me ask you this question: Just look, at, transformation is just very, very common word. We hear more and more and more and more. Can I ask you, like, what that means for business, but not like the business as a business, um, but for the people that they work in the business?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the other day, I just out of curiosity, I googled the word transformation, and what I what I found there was um, was actually um, something very useful and, uh, and interesting. That yeah, nowadays, like back then, we talk about change. Right? Everything was about it. change management, we changed this, we changed that, and it was scary, right? To change something, it's always scary, but then we switched it to transformation. Mm-hmm. And according to Google, transformation is a radical extreme change of form or period. So if change was not scary enough, we are left with transformation. And um, so actually when we speak about transformation, it's something um, long-term, and it's something that is modifying the core beliefs. So when it comes to a business, let's say, um, it's all about the core things. So what are core things in a business? First of all, people or process or product or or technical access. Mm -hmm. And um, transformation is something that's like, something very fundamental change. Like a very, like, it's a it's a core change. And I really believe that when we talk about people transformation, it's always a core change because people are the core element of a business, right? And when we think about transformation. First of all, we have to have people, it means that we have to get people aboard. I really believe that this is the hardest thing to do. Because we have to have the culture and the, and the habit of change in our business or in our community, let's say, if we think about like a crowd or a, or a team, and uh, it can be a real challenge. Or for, for a business, for a community, right? Because yeah. because just look at the business aspect. If we talk about transformation, it's usually the top management making decisions. They yeah. are creating the plan. Yeah. They are creating the goal, and the goal is is the the key element here, right? It has to be clear. It has to be positive. It has to be active. It it's like a vision. It's a future vision right? What we want to achieve on the the long term, right? Because when we talk about transformation, it's not an organized thing. And what people experience from this transformation is another thing, right? Are they involved? Are they informed at all that something is happening? How do we communicate the changes, right? Because the transformation as a journey is a chain action of the
2: changes. Yeah.
1: Right? And um, and for me this is this is this is the key aspect here to to have the change culture in a company, in a business, in a community. It means that that there is a support for people to go through this transformation. Because not only the business has to transform People
0: also have to keep up with the changes. Yeah, and, and I like and what you say. Yeah, and I like what you're saying, Barbara, because like how you draw it, like if I put on a drawing board, you have in the transformation, you have like three pillars. You have, as you say, people, process, and technology. But I've been and you've been working in transformation like for many, many years now, and most of the focus turns on okay, what piece of technology we need. What features in that piece of technology? What kind of amount of development? What kind of timelines? And then, okay, let's start brainstorming. Okay, what's the as is processes and what's the to be processes? Mm-hmm. And then just click start. Mm-hmm. I've seen it over and over and over. People aspect that change mindset are the. You know, there's many methodologies like how you do change management, and there's I think that's a kind of entire discussion. But you you spot on when you're saying it's all about people because people gonna use the technology, people gonna use the processes. So actually, why not starting from people and then move to the processes and then move to the technology? Because common sense is if you go want to buy. If you want to achieve something, right? This was like not in the business, not transformations, right? You want to reach from A to B. You will first identify you need and 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 right, and then what kind of facilities you need. That's technology, and mm-hmm. then okay, how you're gonna use it, or like how you can use it in technology. Like those, it goes in hands and hands. But mm-hmm. that's kind of where's the gaps, and this leads me actually in the third the questions, right? Because you alluded into it, so like executives saying, okay, we need to transform. So they draw the big picture. That's this is the roadmap, A to B, and then say, guys, now we need to transform. We need to do things. We need to change the way how we work and how we do things, and we need to you know to get to point B. But my question to you. There's a gap, right? This is what you're saying. And there's a gap between what the executive's saying and what the the staff's hearing and thinking and absorbing and, you know, believing what's going on. How we could bridge that gap between both?
1: Yes. Um, I like to think that this is leadership.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the leadership that is, uh, that is responsible for that. And... Um, as I, as I said, transformation is something that changes the values and sometimes the purpose of, of an entire company. And this is this is where people are, you know, coming into this subject, like, because, you know, they, they used to work according on process, purpose, whatever, mm-hmm. and then there is a switch. And the question is, like, do they still feel that they belong there? Do they do they really understand what is going on? Do they understand what is required from them? And most of all, if they want to be a part of it. Right? Because yeah. it can be such a big switch that they, they they really have to evaluate the the goal and the purpose and, and you know the redefined values. And they can they, they really have to ask themselves, okay, like do I still belong here? Do I really feel that you know I'm needed here? And this is where leadership and coaching comes in.
2: Yeah.
1: Ask those questions. Those questions can be very scary, and they can be life changing questions, right? But exactly. those questions must be asked. To feel comfortable, to feel safe, because actually the uncertainty. Really creates a lot of stress, anxiety, that obviously will result in in so many mistakes, performance will be lower. So, this is where leaders have to step in and to yeah. not only present the transformation itself that their guys have done, you know, yesterday was plan A, now plan B, deal with it. This is really where leaders have to step in and have a conversation with the team, have a conversation with individuals, and to reveal the team supporting the new values. So, this could be yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah, if, if we're gonna, you and me, and we chatted about it a little bit, and it was thinking, actually, just kind of reflecting, and we talked about it a little bit. And, and then, and then now I hear what you're saying, isn't, isn't kind of, if I would sum it up, it's like the gap is because transformations all the time is a top down as of now is like all the time it starts from the top at least. right? So I do not say top down, but it starts from the top. But the problem is people have, they're not being heard. And this is kind of the bottom up feedback, right? So mm-hmm. it's like at certain points, my way or no way, or like my, my way or hell way. All right mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about it later on it's like what kills transformation but if i want to draw like do um design thinking right and and, and draw and, and identify the problems so is you got the top-down vision strategy you get bottom-up resistance which is um a kind of it's not symptoms but like uh, demonstrated and a feedback right is actually mm-hmm. if you draw the two arrows the middle point is the sweet spot isn't it because if you want to find a balance, it's like, yes, <clears throat> leadership has a role <coughs> I'm sorry, to have that down, bottom um, uh, top-down, but you got to actually to consider bottom-up because that's kind of you know what makes the balance. And then in between, that's kind of a sweet point, isn't it? That That's actually the gap mm-hmm. and the success criteria, isn't it? Yes, and, uh, and
1: thank you for bringing that topic up, you know, like the uh you know the two ways because actually transformation the, the, this entire journey has to be open for new ideas for innovation right and you know like this is what comes from people that are performing the day-to-day tasks
0: yeah right exactly
1: so like this is why transformation is a journey as i said it's not an overnight thing so there must be there must be a place and time when people give feedback yeah right yeah. okay if it's working, it's not too time consuming. It's you know it's a monkey job. We should automate this and that. So like it should be a conversation, a dialogue between you know yeah the between, the, between up and yeah, there the top and the bottom. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly, exactly. But, but that okay. So, so what kills transformation? So I I was actually did some number and we, I, you know that seventy five percent. Boston Consulting Group saying seventy five percent of transformation fails, short term and long terms. If if yeah. you want, I know there's many variable in this space. Like I don't know if you're gonna take a, talk about, it. we're gonna probably spend days in here. <laughs> <laughs> but if you focus on the most the most important thing, factors like why transformation fails, what that would be.
1: have the say- question.
0: <laughs> I know there's money. It's a hard question. is like too many, but I don't think which one. Like, But the one that's the the one.
1: Yeah, you know, um, actually, like, it's an everyday example that I I bring to you because, you know, we are, like, leading towards the the end of the year. And uh, the 31st of December, people will tell, okay, I go to sleep, and tomorrow I wake up like a completely different uh, new person, new year, new me. And know, as a coach, I think that, okay, good luck with that. You know, we go like, we all want to transform, you know, like within one night, a short one, rather, you know, after the party, then, you know, like good luck to our family, to our partner, to our businesses, because then, you know, we will find ourselves like in a completely alienated world, right? Yeah. So time, I think is, is the key factor here. No, to give ourselves time to transform. Give time for the process, give time for the business, and give time for the people. Also, um, the goal. The goal is crucial. Yeah. If we are on the same page, what you mean by A or B? Does it really mean the same to you and to me? Are we on the same page? Because we can have a business meeting of, I don't know, like 20 executives and say, yes, the plan is to, I don't know, like put the numbers up 20%. That's the goal. But the how can be completely different. And then it means that the 20 of us will go 25 different ways. Yep. You also have to consider the culture and our environment. And our environment... Is the main blocker, I would say, just like in in um, in life coaching, right? Yeah. The client is in the session, feels super empowered. Yeah, I'm on the top of the world and from tomorrow or even after the session, I will change this and that. And then the client goes home, stays in like the home with the husband, with the kids, whoever, and. And the environment just simply does not allow the client to change because they they got used to like, a certain behavior, a certain opinion, a certain appearance, God forbid, you know. Yeah. And then then we are afraid, okay, like, how will it be received by others? In your business, they cannot, okay, yeah, that's a very ambitious and, and a very good plan, Because our competitors are doing the same, but what our people will do, what our people will think. Are they fine with it? Are they going to stay with us? Or they just, you know, embark on another journey. So environment which includes like our culture, it can be a business like a company culture or you know, the culture of, of our community is really key factor and something
0: that really can make the transformation to succeed or to fail. So it's all it's, it's all about people alignment. It's like when you look goals, visions, directions, um, purpose, value, feedback. Exactly. It's all, all people, right? And this is what you do, Barbara. So so I totally agree with you. And then if we're talking about people, that's there's there's you know Sender and receiver, right? There's all the time, these relations, like, and, and, and that's verbal nonverbal non-verbal and what have you. So, and then one thing which, is we talked about earlier on, is about active listening. You said, actually, you told me, active listening is missing, um, and we missing that in our workplace, in our in our private life, we, in our communities, on a broader and broader and broader, you know, uh, context of human to human interactions. So, how we could fix that issue? We
1: have to practice, and um, we have to, you know, like, work it as a muscle, because I think this is something that we can learn. Mm. There are a lot of trainings, you know, like YouTube videos, books, whatever, but most of all, we have to practice. We have to, we have to practice it, especially in the workplace. And I know, like, so many pros and cons, like, we just simply don't have time to listen to each other because of the, the because of the workload but but this is something that myself as a leader I think this is what my job is to listen and listen with understanding listen you know like to to show attention to show affection
0: right? empathy
1: totally empathy and respect yep. that I respect your your person, right? And I hear you. What you are you are telling me is important. And thank you very much for sharing this with me. Because as a leader, or as a person, doesn't matter. Uh, here the uh, the position. I'm curious about your story. I find it valuable, and I can learn from it. And while you know, listening to someone. It means that we are present in the conversation, and how do I know that I'm present? It's not that I'm just nodding and yeah, 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 totally. You know, like those those uh, those words that sometimes are meaningless. But when I stop thinking about my own story and I stop thinking about how should I respond, then it means that I'm present in the conversation, and I give. My attention, I give my energy to to the other person, and I let myself let by who is speaking,
0: Right? Yeah. And, and this is very powerful. So, 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 Barbara, like, just one comment here. So, uh, listening is not just filling a blanks. It's like it's not like a tick box for a leader. I, I'm listening to my staff. So having one to one, I'm listening to my staff. Mm-hmm. Is is really Serious, important, proactive process, right?
1: It it, it means that I'm I'm seeing you as a person. Yeah. Not just listening, but I'm seeing you. Very powerful, isn't it?
2: You you value them. I learn about you.
1: And and I consider your opinion as valuable for me. And me as a a leader on a one-to-one, I will how to help
0: you how to support you right yep yeah yeah so um, within the transformation arena it's, it's all within that process before that process because there's a lot of problem solving elements and I know that you do a lot of that in your role and as a coach for leaders and so on. If if I would ask you is like, it, could you draw a high level like steps to follow? Is like what's the best way to do problem solving? And and that's not only I know that's not people might confuse problem solving all the time. Is like professional environment, business environment, but that could be a private life too, right? And this is what mm-hmm. you do in your coaching, um, um, um areas. So can you walk us that through that process?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um... Grow model can be easily used in a business environment and um, in life coaching as well. It's uh, very complex. It's, um, I think it's very easy to follow and to understand. So for sure, you already know about it, then, uh, and maybe some of the listeners as well. So it's called grow model. So um, this is mosaic words. B means uh, and stands for goal, R stands for reality, O stands for options, and W is for willingness. So basically, like it's a four-step methodology. Mm-hmm. You can actually we re- re- use it in coaching as well, problem solving, completely fine with, it, with that uh, method as well. So G is uh, is the goal when we have a problem usually actually people come to the coaching session with a, the with a question and usually this is a how question how yep. can i be this and that how could i achieve this and that and here in this first uh, first element we have to focus on a statement what we want to achieve what is our goal our goal cannot be how can i be i don't know a better coach but you have to, you have to think, okay, how can I redefine really it to be a positive and active statement,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which means that something that I can do and uh, I'm willing to do.
2: Mm.
1: Sometimes it takes time. It will always takes time because you know, like we really have to ask a lot of questions to get to this point, especially when the problem is very urgent. You know, we have to tone our emotions down a bit, you know, to, to create a distance between the problem and between us. So the first and most important thing is the goal. You know, like, we have the problem, but, you know, like, what we want to have instead. Right? Yep. We have a problem that it means that something happened that creates confusion, stress, anxiety. It can be a question, it can be a, it. can be a thing, and it can be a situation. And we can't stand it, so we want to get over it. Yeah. So after defining the goal, we go to R means reality. When, because if a goal is the future, reality is here and now. Yeah. This is where we map our resources. You know, what I already have. It's also very important in transformation that, you know, we do not change and transform everything, but we keep the best practices. We don't want to touch something that is working, right? Yeah. We have to be conscious about those elements, like what I already have, who I already have on board with me that can support me, what kind of prior experience I, I have about this issue or problem or question, right? Also, um, we we can, as I said, map our skills as well, our competencies, which is very important because it makes us feel good. It makes us feel, okay, I'm capable of so many things. This is something that empowers most of the people to go through what I already have. And many clients are very surprised that, oh my God, I already have so many things. Yeah, you do. We all do. Right? Yep. You just have to unlock that potential.
2: Yep.
1: And this is what coaching is all about. And then when we have um, all the reality and feel and power, then we go to options. Okay, this is what I've got. What can I do with it? Right? So this is where we in business words, we talk action plan, right? So like This is like, okay, what that I can I can do what steps I can take with whom I could speak. What do I have to do to achieve the goal? right? Yep. And then the W is the willingness. This is where you check your motivation, right? You can do scaling here as well. okay like like how motivated I am to take the step on a scale of zero to ten, and what has to happen? To move for example from the midpoint towards you know like seven or nine or even 10. yep and um, it takes time it takes practice but I really believe that even in a friendly friendly environment you know between time that can be you can be used and it can be actually a base of a nice and meaningful conversation as well
0: okay. Thank you for that process. Really useful, Barbara. In, and with the brief also, y- you say nowadays we need more than ever, teams need more than ever a coach. Can you walk me through that thought? Definitely.
1: Um, I believe that nowadays we need more people to think. Mm-hmm. We need more people to be aware of themselves, be aware of their capacity, their their talent, their their or simply they, the they need. Right? You know yeah. actually this is what we already talked about, you know, yeah. in the first question. To not just to do things out of routine, but to, to have that purpose know that um, actually it's very important for me, and finding a purpose should be important for for everybody, right? And um, as a leader, I feel very responsible for my my people's growth, right? And so many times people just execute the day-to-day activities Without even, you know, like questioning, why do I do this? Or how can I do it different to make it more fun? And me as a leader, I feel responsible to to, create the space and the time to have such conversations. And it's not because of me as a leader that I have to know, but to help them to, as I said earlier, to unlock their potential. To see which direction they want to go. To see what they like to do. Actually, like this question really helps me yeah. as a leader. So like, where can I, where can I um, get them on board with new tasks, or how can I reorganize my team if there is a need? Yeah. Right. And also, if if there is if there is a problem, if there is a bug, if there is a mistake to be corrected, and if there is time because I know that time pressure is really a lot and sometimes um, we, have to, we have to decide whether if it's a coaching opportunity or not, whether I should, I should say out loud, okay, please do this and that instead of asking the question, what do you think how we could solve it? If people use such yeah. question, what do you think, how could you solve it? It, it can be a life-changing experience again because it means that my leader trusts me, trusts my um, my my skills, trusts that I'm very competent to come up with a solution. And when when you coach them towards solution and they come up with the solution, they will own it. It means that they. Be responsible for their own actions. And I think yeah.
0: ownership can give purpose. And, and that's Barbara putting a lot of emphasis on that leader is not responsible really on the results, meaning delivery is like metrics, KPIs, etc. responsible on people, create, responsible people to create an environment for them so they could deliver. It's not the other way around, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. So um, you actually quote-unquote, storytelling can make or break your leadership. What does that mean, Barbara?
1: Oh, yes. Storytelling is uh, something that I'm discovering nowadays. And um, now it's a very fancy and hot term. You know, everyone wants to be a storyteller. Everyone is hungry for a good story, right? Yeah. Actually, this is what I'm doing right now. And... um, Yeah, like, um, actually storytelling can, can make a good storytelling, can make a leader authentic. Right? Yeah. So it means that, that I give a context to information, certain information. Mm. And, um, so we don't have to think about a TED Talk, right? Because it's a, it's another level, (laughs) but... But testing the information, or a future vision, or you know, or a change, or the information about the transformation itself can result in a uh, real storytelling. And uh, we can all learn it, right? Because there yeah. are so many courses and videos and everything. And, um, and yeah, actually, first of all, we have to know our audience, right? Like like our team, because. Yeah. You know, we, we really have to, to know our limits. you know, like, what are the do's, what are the don'ts. And um, you really have to pick a good timing because they they really have to to understand why we are sharing this story now, right? And uh, because they, they can be very surprised, you know, just out of blue, we come out with a, with, with a story. You know, like, okay, like, how come, you know, that's nice, but, you know, what is it about? Obviously it has to be in context, right? Yeah. So like it has to somehow uh, uh, somehow connect it to, to, to the team and to the business. And what is for me the most important element is community. It, it has to be it has to be from an eye perspective, right? Yeah. So I tell my story. I, I tell how I feel about it, what I have to do, and it also shows the capacity to learn and grow. Also for the storyteller, right? Yep. And uh, and obviously the story has to have a purpose, you know. So it's a call for action. Yep. And. Um, what I mentioned earlier that such information and call for action also reduces uncertainty, stress and anxiety because the team will know what is required. Right? Yeah. So the story also like has so many elements, right? So it's not it's not only about the leader itself, but it also has some some messages tests, to the team and it has to be said out loud in a business environment, right? So, like, we should not speak about me- uh, uh, we-, we should not use a lot of metaphors, it has to be straightforward, simple, but wrapped nicely.
0: Okay, okay, cool. My last and fun question, I think, and you love that. So we, we talked about, uh, as you, you are a community servant, so my question to you is actually what's the biggest thing that you're working on right now?
1: Well, um, in 2022, I would like to start creating a community um, with my coach, colleague, and um, the idea behind it is that our given circumstances, with the with the virus situation, I feel the need. I personally feel the need to connect to people, and yep. more and more, to to have this experience to to belong somewhere. Yep. To have the experience to create something. Together, even online, and it's possible to to learn from each other and to to be a part of the community where I can grow with with the others. And you know, like again, it reflects to the the, the previous sections that that if all of us are willing to change and if we are interested in growth, then it's fine to change together in a very safe environment, right? Because I know that this environment will support me in my own development, and it will not it will not lead me to fail.
2: No. Yeah.
1: And uh, I would like to I would like to finish my my team coaching uh, course as well. That you know, like that was um, um that was my, my, my other idea for twenty twenty two and actually hopefully it's not just an idea but um, it will it will happen. And um yeah but mainly this um, this community building as a as a facilitator and um, as the the leader of this of this community. Hopefully it will it will happen and soon um, I will talk about it.
0: All the best, Barbara, and thank you for being with me today in the session. I quite thank enjoyed it. Thank you so much our,
1: for inviting me. For the yeah.
0: Experience. And, and I quite enjoyed enjoy our conversation and I think our audience will have a lot of take, take away and I will add your, you know, contact details, your LinkedIn page. So to everyone's t- to reach out, um, if they'd like to hear more from you and what you're doing, so I wish thank you a you. good day, Barbara. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you. Same to you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.